Welcome back to Wii! The Thunder! We are back. It's Monday night and the Bolts are back in the win column after, uh, you know, a potential three-game losing streak. We avoided it. Tough game against the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Bolts win 4-2, threw in that empty extra netter at the end there by Killer. And... Um, not exactly what we thought we would be talking about. Uh, looking back to last week's show, when we thought we were playing the Dallas Stars a couple times and <laughs> Hurricanes once tonight, uh, we ended up only playing a few games, uh, really only two games since our last show. But there is plenty to talk about. I know some uh, Lightning Nation is a little bit worried about what they saw, especially on Saturday night. Um, include, you know, some of those games against the Panthers. But tonight, uh, the, the Lightning pulled it all back together. So we're going to kick it off and talk about that game. But I just want to let everyone know we have um, plenty to talk about today. And we're going to talk about ABB's debut, Alex Bear, uh Boule. Boule, 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 Boule. Made his debut tonight. We've got a new game. Let's see if it lets me flash up the game here. I don't know if you guys remember a, a classic 90s show called oh, yeah. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. We're going to see if Talk Stash and Thomas Schooley can hang with Mr. Cooper tonight and put together some line changes, some new lines. We saw some new lines tonight. We'll talk about that. Um, and there was a little bit of a debate going on before we went live about um, the aging bolts or are the aging so that's what we're in store for tonight uh let's just go around with um first thoughts on tonight's big win we'll start with the stash i mean at the end the win is the win and uh you all want to see the way they competed in that game they, they kind of had to come back there uh some big names get on the score sheet there that's really good whenever they're on the snide uh or on a slide like this uh looking at three game uh you know, losing streak, which hasn't happened in how long. Um, and uh, I didn't get to watch all the games. I was out to dinner with my family, but I got to come watch really the last 15 minutes or so. And, I mean, Carolina's fast. They're gritty. They were getting a lot more chances on the puck. To me, it just seemed almost like this is a team in the Lightning that hasn't been able to stay consistent and play consistent hockey because of the scheduling uh, situation that they're in. And... Um, to me, that's what it looked like to me. There, there was the, the lightning were the lightning for good stretches, but then there were also stretches where they were kind of caught looking down at the puck a little bit too long or trying to think a little bit too much of what play to make along the boards here or there, and it gave uh, Carolina a few more chances, I think, than they probably earned. Um, but, you know, in the end, like I said, the three uh, big names getting on the score sheet, ABB, uh, good debut, uh, Coop getting interesting with the lines and uh it's good to get the guys back on the win column uh, especially for a lot of the fans out there that are getting a little bit nervous which well, wasn't welcome. me for the record wasn't me for the record well welcome to the big leagues abb alex beret boulet um really impressive debut um they talk he's been uh, the number one scorer in every league he's ever been in. So this is something that a lot of Lightning fans have been waiting for. A lot of Syracuse Crunch fans have been waiting for uh, was his debut, and he didn't disappoint. He was uh, di the diamond star of the game for uh, Fox Sports. 
He was all over. Coop put him in for the power play. Um, I expect a lot of big things from this this kid going um, on. Now I know Stash, you didn't. You said you didn't get to see really the first two um, periods, but they definitely made some adjustments since the last game. Um, they talked about it a lot during the game how they were shooting um, instead of passing a lot more and shooting from the outside and in the middle of they were skating and just shooting. Um, rather than hold it. Now, Carolina made the adjustments in the third period, so you really didn't see it in the third period. But those first two, um, I think you saw it a lot. They they were just skating in and shooting. They weren't passing first. It was a shooting clinic, the first. And they got out no, no score in the first, um, which was crazy. But Tampa Bay sure put it on the net tonight. Yeah, I think in the first 10 minutes, it was, what, 10 to 1? Yeah, and shots. So the lightning came out, and uh, they they meant business. And a lot of that was was probably based off of Saturday night. The reschedule for anyone that is not following the team as closely as you know probably everyone else that is that's in here. Um, you know, we had the old reschedule with we were supposed to play Dallas Thursday. We were supposed to play them again Saturday. Texas can't handle their snow. So uh, we had to reschedule those games. I just think Dallas is scared to play us. That's that's how many games have been rescheduled now? Four, three, four, four. games? Four. First Rona and then this. So, yeah. So we should play them later this month, I believe. They're next, right? Yeah, we have two games against Carolina here at Amelie. Then we face Dallas. Yeah. So really, really good start for the Lightning of course, you know, the second half of the, the first period, the, uh, can, the, the I almost call them the, the Panthers, because the Panthers on the mind. The Hurricanes scored on just kind of a, a rebound goal on the power play. And um, you know what? Their other goal was in the second period, and that was uh, another power play goal, and it was the same guy, Fast, uh, and that was the same thing. Um, it was like it was rebounds tonight. Yeah, Bassey was giving up a lot of rebounds tonight, a lot more than he usually does. Um, and they yeah. were there to sweep them up. And uh, you know, when you're shorthanded, it's a lot easier to give up those those rebound goals when you're giving up those big rebounds. So we got the question on the screen right now. We want to hear, you know, who were your your three stars of the game? I, I'd probably have to go with. The uh, probably top stars on the bolts right now. They, as the stash said, they they showed up tonight with Stammer with the power play goal, Hetty with a nice goal from uh, from the same spot really, and then um, I, I'd give Vassy the third star. Sure, he gave up those rebounds, but he had a, a bunch of saves, a bunch of really clutch saves too in that. Especially down the, yeah, especially down the stretch when I was watching for sure. There were several big saves that he made. Uh, keeping a minute and like I said that was a lot of it from what I saw and you know if there are adjustments that was I think that's what you're going to see between these two teams uh, is a lot of chess if you will back and forth adjustments being made on the fly um, especially as you see these teams play each other regularly um, but yeah they you know they were definitely taking advantage of a team that was on the boards a lot and maybe looking down at their skates and the, the, at the puck a little bit too much in the third period and they were buzzing, and they put a few really good chances on Vassie, and he stood tall. Um, that one glove save, I mean, that, he made it look easy because he, his fundamentals are so good, and he already had his glove up there. But that was a fantastic save that he made uh, midpoint of the third there, uh, later in the third. So 
yeah, I mean, I definitely would give it to him. Uh, but I was just pulling in the driveway listening to the game on the radio when Palat scored, and it sounded like that was kind of the – just like that really – that kind of goal, like it was just a real effort goal, which is what I really like to see from the from the Lightning in these type of games. You know, these one-goal games against teams like Carolina that are stepping up to play against you. And they even said in the broadcast, this is the type of game that they're used to playing, one-goal games. The Lightning, with their high-scoring offense, they're not in that many one-goal games anymore. Um, or well, they hadn't scored you know, against you know, Carolina in their first so, two games against them. Yeah, yeah they were so, scoreless against them. Right. So just getting that first one by Stammer, I think, took a monkey off their back because they were they were blanked out by Peter Morazic in the overtime one zero, um, horrible game. And never then, counts when we play him, if you ask me. That guy yeah, just he gets so lucky against us. And then the third the third goalie on their death chart blanked us when they beat us four nothing the other night. So yep. to get so to get the get goal against Reimer, who was a thorn in our side back when he played for Florida, was pretty nice. Yeah, totally agree. Steve is back in the chat. Agrees. Hetty, Stammer, Vassy. Yeah. Um, at the arena, they were Hedman was one, Fast was second star, and Vassy was third star. Lightning tweeted out. Yeah. And what did you say? Fox gave uh, uh, ABB the a third star? No, the diamond. Uh, they gave him the diamond performance. Oh, yeah, yeah. the diamond performance. They, they basically that made doesn't up mean no shit. word. Yeah, they made up a thing <laughs> to give him since it was his debut. It's exactly what it sounded like to me. But that's fine with me. You know, the guy just like they... came up playing hard. He had like, what, 12, 12, a little over 12 minutes. And of, him and Pockhead uh, almost got into nice it. Time. And he had three, over three minutes of power play time. So, yeah, he was on that second line. A power quarter. Play. Yeah, a quarter of his ice time was on the power play. Yeah. And the power play hasn't been too hot lately. I mean, you, you had the. I know Stammer scored on the power play, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, they were yeah. one for four. So Stammer, from his office, in, in his spot, um, put one in. And, and, you know, as long as you can get him enough chances, he's going to get one. So they asked ABB. He said he found out yesterday before dinner he'd be making his debut tonight. Didn't sleep well last night. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So – so just look, like I said, I didn't get to see the start of the game. So it looks like that he had Coleman point and um, Palat were the top line. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. With 19 minutes, that I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And they started the game. Hmm. Interesting. And yeah, ABB did have a lot of time, and and I think and he Killer played... only had 13. That's I don't know. Anyways, a- ABB played about five plus minutes in the first period because I, I like how when they bring someone up or have a new guy in they usually try to get him right in front of the camera <laughs> to start talking he had that first intermission uh they put him right out there i saw that i wasn't able to see uh i saw that that he was the i saw that he was the interview so hey small uh framed and i didn't realize he was such a small guy i never really saw him play that much because i don't really get to watch syracuse that much but Small yeah. forward. Uh, yeah. Sounds like he's a French Canadian. One so, of my buddies. 
One of my buddies called me and said, when did we clone Yanni? This guy's a Yanni 2.0. You stood the words out of my mouth. I was just going to say, and he put him on, those two guys on the ice together look like twins. Yeah. Like, they literally look like twins. And you put Killer on that line, I don't think, I don't think they had enough time tonight. You know what I mean? And I think that if, if ABB stays up and they keep that line together, I would just see those those that line's minutes going up. I really do. Especially, I mean, I just... I don't know. It's it's interesting. I would off and put Smith back in. It's, it's just, yeah, I mean, I like I like Jamel Smith too. It's interesting to me just that they had Coleman up on that top line, and that those guys had 19 minutes in this game. That just seems very top heavy for that line. That's like, I don't know. But I mean, they had the goal right. So, yeah, hey, remember it that was top line was on PK too because Coleman and Gaudreau were on the PK quite a okay. bit. So, but I mean, the, all three of those guys have almost the exact same ice time. So, I mean, it just, to me, is you know what I mean? That's, anyways. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting shakeup, which I'm never against it when, when Coop does this, especially because you've seen how it goes in the playoffs with us and how often he has to do this because of injury or because of whatever reason, matchup-wise. Um, I don't have a problem when he does this, especially early in the season. Well, we talked and, about you know, it a couple shows ago that this yeah. needed to be done if right. they weren't going to get the scoring. Yeah. And also about ABB being brought up. Once again, they're apparently watching the yeah. show. Yeah, we've so. been talking about that since, you know, preseason or whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's find out if they're really watching the show tonight because in like 10 minutes, we're going to play Can You Hang with Mr. Cooper. And you guys are going to have the chance and everyone out there in, in the chat can can chime in here. You guys are going to have the chance to put together your top scoring lines for the Lightning. Listen, I'm going to go out on the I'm going to go out right now and get out ahead of this and give a disclaimer and say I do not envy the position of Mr. Cooper and the amount of talent that he has on this team and how difficult it really is to manage these lines and think about ice time and think about dynamics and how these guys play together let me tell you it's it's an embarrassment of riches when you think about the talent he has and how he has to figure out how to get the right ice time for what guys so i'm just going to go out on a limb or not on a limb but go out and get ahead of this and, and all these young guys about, you know all these yeah. young guys knowing that come playoff time kucherov is back yeah and yeah. sorelli will be back in a couple weeks right so right two of you are going to be sitting so you yeah. know, it's impressed now and hope to get a spot in that in that lineup that it's going to be it's very hard to crack because we are so heavy in this team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't disagree with Cardo on this either from what I saw in the third period, because <laughs> I think he definitely helped save that game. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, he had a pretty easy first period. They started to put it on at the end, but. Overall, I mean, Carolina and in the Panthers seem to be, you know, what we're going to be up against in this division for sure. I mean, they both are are pretty similar in style. I think the Panthers are a little bit more physical. Like you see Carolina starts to get a little bit more physical, but they kind of remind me more of the old lightning where it's more all about speed. And I guess that's why they go pick up a guy like Seti Paquette Mm -hmm. uh, to go. You know, this is what started the debate with me and Stash because I said the same thing. I said, except for it looks like they went younger, sprinkling in with a couple of veterans where we're more veteran heavy and getting to be older. 
um, rather than the younger that Carolina's going and that um, the Panthers have been going. Teams go younger when they're rebuilding. Teams go younger whenever they're trying to find the answer for not being good for a long time. This team still has very good, experienced, is what I'm going to call them. I'm not going to call them veteran because people use veteran and to make people sound old in sports. They are not veterans to the age of like Maroon is a veteran. Maroon is old. Maroon is ready to be. This is his last season, if you ask me. I think it was an emotional <laughs> signing. I don't even know right now if he should be playing with the talent that we have and what we're looking towards getting into the second half of this season and going forward. But and the, and the talent that we need to be getting into this lineup, because I do agree there's amazing talent still waiting to come up. There's an embarrassment of riches of talent on this team that I don't see the lighting as being old whatsoever. Not a single bit is this an old team. And I think that, yes, the other teams are going younger because that's their only option right now. They're going to find young stars to hopefully in six or seven years be Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, Palat, Kalorn, all these core guys that still have really good quality championship hockey in them. So do we need ABB up here? 100%. ABB should not go. After what I saw tonight, there's no reason the ABB should go down. The problem is what happens when Sorelli comes back. The problem is, like you said, in the playoffs, what happens when Kucherov comes back? That's why we can't get as young as these other teams is because our our experienced players are still so fucking good. We're the yeah. seventh oldest team. Yeah, that's not bad. That's and not bad. I guess the stash answered uh, Jonathan's question here. Did ABB do well? I think we're all on the same page for his debut. Yes. Uh, didn't get on the score sheet, but... Um, Played a good game. I mean, didn't uh, didn't get on the score sheet in a negative way either. So, yeah. Dom flashing out there, and they did kind of move him up. And um, instead of being on the fourth line, he he kind of snuck up on that. Uh, what was it, Killer? Third line. Yeah, Killer. Was it Coleman? Killer and Gord? Killer no, and yeah, Gord. Killer, Gord, um, ABB, and, and ABB. Yeah. Uh, and Coleman also had well. a pretty good game. I thought Coleman was, I, had a lot of shots, and uh, maybe a lot of shots up the lines. Maybe made him kind of step up a little bit more and think more scoring because he had six shots tonight. Well, he also yeah. said that they said on TV after Saturday's game where he passed it back to Hetty and Hetty missed that he shouldn't have given up that shot. So he was going to be looking to shoot more rather than passing more. Well, it seems yeah. like you said the whole team was kind of in that mentality. Yeah. But I definitely think that he's one of those guys. We talk about the the crazy depth of talent on this team. He's one of those guys that, like, sure, I think he could easily be – should be getting 15, 16 minutes a game where he's normally probably only getting 12 or 13. You know, I just don't know on this team if, if 19 minutes is where he needs to be playing. You know, I, I like it mixed up tonight. I, tonight, I like it. I'm not questioning tonight. I'm just hopefully – Cooper is not leaking long-term in my book. I don't know if that's what you want as the full-time answer for your, for your team with this talent and this lineup is having him on that, that top line full-time. This comment from Helene, you know, um, pointer, he's been quiet and you can see the frustration, frustration building tonight. You could see it. He finally got an assist tonight, but you can Mm -hmm. see the frustration building in him. That isn't scoring. He reminded me of the Kucherov last year when he got on that little scoring drought um, and was getting frustrated because he wasn't scoring. So I think when Point 
finally gets one in, he's gonna they're gonna come a lot for him. Hopefully. And we we were talking about that last show Either or the one. show before. Like when's Pointer gonna go from like that franchise guy to be the full elite NHL player? And uh he just hasn't been there this season. I would say in the playoffs last year, he kind of like made a name for himself and and started to become that guy, but you gotta be consistent to kind of get that title. So he can move, but you got to move that puck in the back of the net. And he's just not doing like the, the bottom line is it's all about scoring goals in the NHL. So he can be as fast as he wants and skate around in circles around the defenders as much as he wants. But he's got to figure out how to get that puck in the net, whether it's from his stick or whether it's passing it off to Stammer or whoever is going to put it home. So he's young. He's figuring it out. I think we just lost the stash. I'm sure he'll be back. Got a question here from Ricardo. Do you guys think come season end, a desperate team to make the playoffs or go deep in the playoffs will take a chance on Tyler? They would have to do it by the trade deadline. Um, Yeah, which is soon. I think it's like, what, next month, end of next month? And also, I don't think with Kucherov and Sorelli out right now, they're going to be dealing him. No, um, it's tough to do right now, right? But you know, I, I think the Lightning would pull the trigger to drop one of these guys, mostly for like draft picks to save money, whether it's Tyler Johnson, you know, Alex Killorn, as much as like I think we all love him, he's got he's got to store some goals too. He's got to get his name on the sheet a little he bit more. He got the empty net tonight, but that was it. Yeah, and he's he's taking penalties too. So um Tyler Johnson shows flashes where he looks really good. But again, like he's not a guy that can finish. He's got to play with some other good players. So I, I would, I would, wouldn't be surprised if, depending on the injury situation, if Tyler Johnson, Alex Kalorn, or even Yanni Gord are definitely on the block right now in the Lightning are, are fielding calls because I think they're pretty comfortable with giving guys like Smith, ABB. I know it's only one game that we've seen, but I think they're going to be comfortable giving these guys a little bit more ice time out of. What they've seen so far, you can throw, you know, Curtis Joseph. Joseph's been here a little bit longer, but not Curtis Joseph. <laughs> but uh, he's been, yeah, he's been here a little bit longer. So um, you got to. I uh, see the next question by Jonathan Van Pocket. We don't. We have enough for the fourth line. We don't need a. We don't need another fourth line forward. Buying a new so laptop tomorrow. That, that's why Paquette was expendable when he was. But you're gonna start seeing teams yeah. start making roster changes to set up for Seattle next year. Yeah. And I I think a lot of people like to ask for like, Hey, can we get a guy back that was on the roster last year or Brian Boyle? Can we bring back Brian Boyle? Like it's just not going to happen. Like, well, this is exactly my point about big rig before the show is I didn't, you know, I didn't really make a big stink about it because, you know, I didn't really, it wasn't going to be a popular thing because he was an emotional part of the victory uh, of, of the team winning and then also the victory celebration and everything. But I think the Lightning signing him was an emotional sign. I don't think they, if they really would have taken a step back and look at the talent they had and the depth that they had, they didn't really need him this year the way they needed him last year. And, uh, you know, and I think the pocket was the same way. And I think, I think they probably could have done the same thing with Maroon that they did with Pocket. Yeah, I think I think Maroon's a little bit different though, because the sense that I got from Maroon from more so like 
interviews with players was he's like kind of the like the glue that just keeps the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and I you get know? it. And I, and I definitely get the locker room. I've, I've of, of all people believe that locker room uh, presence goes way beyond what most people give it credit for and can almost sometimes outweigh performance on the ice or the field or, or the playing surface. You know what I'm saying? Especially in a team sport, locker room presence counts just as much as on a uh, field per, or on ice performance. But at the same time, when you're you got schooling here talking about we need to get younger, we we got all this talent that needs to come up. It, it you know, how much is a glue worth versus the being able to build a future of your team while still being competitive and having that residual glue, if you will, still from last left over from last year. You know, I thought when I asked a, a someone in the team, um and management not and and asked asked who did they think was the the nicest player to the fans their answer was maroon and i was like when i said no because literally maroon used to sit there and just stare at you and make you feel creepy i think serena can verify that um (laughs) he would it was like your creepy uncle or something and he would just stare at you even while he was giving you an autograph, he wouldn't even look down at the item. He would just stare at you. And I was like, no, it's coin it's coin and Sergachev. But I heard like when they did the um when they did the Sweden thing last year, they did something for um for the yeah, the people that pay money. Um, the sponsors. And like he was the only player that went out there and told every single sponsor, thank you, thank you very much, thank you, thank you. Um, and they're like, he's the nicest on the team, and he's always the team player. So I think think that's why it was brought back. But like you said, Stash, we don't need that. This is a right. team, this is a team that's been there, done that. We've won the cup now. Right. right. You know, it's like the Sador thing, right? Yep. Same thing back in 04. Sador to me was one of the guys that came in and had that effect. And then the next, he went, you know what I mean? He went back and went on to this next team to try and give him his magic. He's like that. And that that's to me. And that's the one thing about this league that happens that maybe doesn't happen in a lot of other leagues is how you get guys like that, who in their veteran, you know, twilight of their years still have a little bit left to give can go and bounce around from this team, win a cup, boom, go to this team, win a cup, boom, go to this team and, and be successful. Um, and I think that's really cool and magical. But again, don't overpay for it and don't don't buy into the magic a little too much. You know, you, you gotta know, you know, you gotta know how know how long that fairy dust lasts for. Um, but not to take it, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from Big Rig. You know we love him here. Uh I, I'm well, the voice know. of Big Rig. I am the voice of Big Rig. So I mean I you know Petitanko. I love him, but, uh, hey, that's the guy. Uh, Ruslan Fedotenko did it here and yep. then goes to Pittsburgh and wins another one with Pittsburgh. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, well, he, with the stop with the Rangers first, but yep. I mean, literally, you know, teams, players do that and they get lucky enough to get it once and then lucky enough to get it twice. And then it's kind of, it happens like more often than we kind of give it credit for. And maybe that's what the lightning were just trying to build off of. Cause you yeah. saw, what was it? Uh, Kunitz, right. From Pittsburgh. Yep. He, he came here after he won a couple cups and yeah, 
Remember the Marian Hosa days where he went to Chicago, Chicago. and what was it Pittsburgh too, where he went back to back on he two different teams. To, yes. Yep. Uh, pulled the the big rig before yep. uh, big rig did. And, and you know, it's yep. funny, like big rig before he was like winning these Stanley cups late in his career, like, you know, nobody really talked about him that much. He was a native. He was a, a native like folk hero, basically. Like he was a St. Louis guy that everyone loved him there. Cause he did what he did. You know what I mean? But like, uh, he he was never one of the guys that lit the world on fire. It's just and well, and that's the thing too about hockey is how how much different it is for forwards and it is for defensemen and blue liners, you know, and how the different they have their games evolve at a different rate, um, and how more valuable those blue liners are later in their career. Whereas you know the forwards, it's like that middle to mid late part of their career where they're really at their best. So. Uh, it just kind of depends on on what you do and what your role is and and how effective you can be late into the, your your career. I mean, I know Maroon isn't, but I kind of give it that fourth line. That fourth line sometimes has kind of got that extra blue line mentality, if you ask me. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting how that happens for some guys, and they just their experience just makes them a little bit better than actually the skill that they had maybe when they were early in the league. Yeah. Perfect segue to line management. And uh, hey, we don't even know who the first, second or third or fourth line are with the lightning. Yeah. So we're going to play. Can you hang with Mr. Cooper? Now, for any of you maybe like under 30 years old, you might not know the reference to Mr. Mark Cooper from <laughs> hanging with Mr. Cooper. The old um, comedian. This is uh, I, I used to watch that show. I, I enjoyed oh, that I show. Was that, was that I on TGIF? I don't, I don't know if it ever made it was on TGIF, but uh, it definitely should've. had uh, was it, what was her name? Robin Holly. Right? Yeah, she married Robin. She married Rodney Pete. Yep, Holly Robinson. Uh, Holly Robinson. That's right. Yeah, not Holly Rob. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, yep, she was in it. So, anyway, it has nothing to do with the show. We just took, stole the name from the show and stole the uh, Photoshop here from the show as well. Somebody was complaining I made Cooper look fat and uh, kind of old. I, I just, I yes, just took his TG, head and put it on TGIF. <laughs> it was. There you go. Yep. So, Mark, Mark Kermit, Raven, Simone, Holly Robinson, Pete. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Got our fact here's, checker here. Here is how we play this. This is going to look very familiar to you guys at first here. Uh, going off of a game that we played just a couple What's weeks ago. It's so great. We'll do it twice. <laughs> it's not the same game. It is not the same game. Let me take that off here. Here's what we're going to do. It's not a competition, although we will find out from the wild world of the internet this week who is the winner. <laughs> because we can. And uh, It's not a competition, do, but there will be a winner. Yeah, it's not really a competition, though. You guys can choose any of these players. They're not off the board when you choose them. You guys will each have the chance to kind of create your own full four lightning lines. So this is not going to be easy. So hopefully you've thought about this before, like I do every night before I go to sleep. I think about what would I do if I was Sean Cooper. Um, First, take a look at the players. Is there anyone that I'm missing that you would want to put on there? I did add some of our... New guys and Smith and Bear Boulet, but I think Coleman. I have. Coleman. I have. Oh yeah, there. No, there. Um, and, and then I guess do, Cooch. should I take Cooch off? 
since he's not playing. I don't season. think Cooch should be there right now. Yeah, personally. I was thinking I'm going to take Cooch off. Yeah. Or Sorelli. Um, Sorelli's going to be uh, back. I'll Sorelli because right? he'll be back Stevens? in the next couple of weeks. Stevens won't be. That's true. Stevens won't Stevens, be. Stevens is fair. Yeah, we can take Stevens out. Okay, so taking out those guys, not adding anyone. Well, A, do we have enough players for three or four lines? That's 13. We do. <laughs> we do. All right, so... Stash, we'll start with we'll start with you. What would your first line be? <sighs> Schooly, we'll Listen, start with you. <laughs> no, I've, no, only because I thought about this so long, and this is if this me being uh, and Volkov, good job, isn't on this list. I don't know if that matters. I just to me, asked but, who's uh, missing. <laughs> uh, no, Brian in, in the chat pointed out that Volkov was was missing. Okay, um, thank God, Brian. You want to jump on the show here because uh, <laughs> this guy can't know. answer. Because neither know. of us care about Volkov. Well, that, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just gonna say I probably wasn't looking for him to be on one of my lines. Right. <laughs> um, no, I mean the only reason I hesitate here is because it's hard to leave one of the guys off this top line for me, but I mean, I, I, I miss seeing Stamkos at center. So for me, I would want to see killer Pilat and Stamkos on that top line. Okay. So you're taking, let me change this first to Volkov. Thank you. Whoever that was. And you're going Stamkos right there in the center. Yeah. Who else was it? Uh, Kaloran and Pilat. Is Kaloran going to score some some goals here that aren't empty netters? All right. There is your top line. Schooly, give us your number one TB1F1 line. Yeah, but how do I pick those same players? You can. You can. I have this magic thing called copy and paste. Okay. Um... So I would say, yep. <laughs> and then the one thing point, you'll never see a man's uh, school would disagree on. Point and Gord. Okay, we'll put point up there. Are you putting pointer in center though? No. So we'll put point up there, and we'll put Gord. That's that. I would love to see this line. To be honest with you, I, I, like um, this. I don't I think like they've it. ever played together. All right. So first line. Um, I think uh, nobody will disagree with those, but let's get down to the nitty gritty. Second, the second and third line are the tough ones to choose. Like, who do you mix and match on those uh, second lines? So, Schooly, we'll start with you this time. Give me your second uh, line. I would say Coleman, Goodrow. <laughs> <No. laughs> Can't break and those Bray. boys up, huh? And Beret Boulay. Oh, man, moving the wow. young gun up to the second line, not wasting wow. any time. Um, all right, all right. This is with the healthy Sorelli. Sorelli oh. is in play oh, here. I'm just saying. I'm just, yeah, but hey. Yeah. Anyway, okay, okay. So I'm, I'm right, going to have to go here. Remember, you can use all these guys that have been No, used. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going Sorelli on the center with Point and Coleman on the wing. So Point and Coleman. Ch -ch -ch. 
Interesting. All right. If anyone's out there watching, I would love to see your first line, um, whatever you would go with as well. And let me try to make this full screen again. All right. Third line stash. All right. So here's where I'm going to go with Gord. Goudreau and Barebole. I don't know if any of those guys are centers, but that's okay. I, I really uh, don't put as much stock into the hole. Neither does Coop. So that's oh, we're hanging with Mr. Sure Coop. <laughs> All right. Well, and this a... is we'll see, and this is where I think you have a problem with the lightning. And I've been saying this for years. They stocked up on centers because they didn't believe in position. And I think in general that's good, but for some guys they suffer for, from that. And uh so yeah, you know, where do you put point in the middle on the third line? Because I think Stam Coast and really both have to be centers, you know. So that's why you're seeing my line. Anyways, go ahead. I, I like Stam Coast on the on the winger. Well, I don't mind him there at all. But especially like when you he, see point like tonight. Well, you know, we don't always talk out. about like all the brilliant defensive plays that our forwards mm. make, but like point oh, had point got back really, on that. Really yeah. great plays tonight especially to get back. Yeah. Um McDonough had some really great block. I know he's not forward, but McDonough had some really solid blocks and um uh, anyway. We don't give them enough credit well, for those. Uh, defensive I know. Plays. No, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let school again. I'm sorry. We'll let school again to his thing. Yeah, you still got Sorelli available. You still have Palat. Yes. Oh, Kalorn Plot Sorelli. Kalorn Sorelli Plot. Yeah. What a third line that is! Right, like that's oh, that's pretty much a first line on almost any team. Which just goes back to my point about the embarrassment of riches on this team. Yes, and so for the. most part, you guys have taken all of the same players, it looks and like. And I do Johnson, Joseph, Smith. So Johnson still makes the roster. For lack Maddie, of a Maddie Joe and Smith. So there it is. That is Team Schooly. Right there on the right-hand side. But let's have the stash finish it off. We'll grab a, a screenshot of this. And we'll pull our uh, the full audience this week. For for as much shit as I was just kind of giving them, I'm definitely going to have to go uh, Joseph Maroon Smith for that last line. Johnson's an odd man out for me right now. So Smith is in everyone's good graces, huh? I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, I want to see him play more. Me too. I do. And he's definitely in one of these kind of like third, fourth line grinders, it looks like. So um well and I right. don't mind and I kind of like what Schoolie is doing, putting him on that fourth line instead of Maroon. Cause I see kind of that's what you're going with. And I do like that because he has almost a faster, a little bit better version. But Maroon does still have value on that fourth line against certain certain teams. So Maroon would be my guy that I would switch out with Johnson for sure. Depending on matchups, he would be my odd man out. But in general, that would be the fourth line. Maroon's great at blocking the net. But oh, he yeah. can, we have way too much speed <laughs> on this team net. for him. 
We have too much speed. They leave them all behind. So when yep. they're looking for Maroon, he's still huffing and puffing. They don't call him the big rig for nothing. Or when he does get his puck on the stick, he knows he's slower. So he's trying to play faster than he's sometimes yep. able to. Yeah, those wheels burn out quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Serena just listed out all her favorite players. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, this is just That'd be our first line. Coleman, Point, Palat. Then Johnson, yeah. Stammer, Sorelli. Goudreau, Gord, Boulay. Smith, Maroon, Smith, Joseph. Maroon, Joseph. So she has your fourth line set in stone. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. This really like your, third, your third and fourth match. Oh, there you go. Dang. We have a match. Um, all right, well, that was a fun little exercise. Now I really want to go play NHL 21 and go shake <laughs> make up these the, lineups, the lines. Right? That would be cool. And, uh, That's see what's good good. I should do that. I should do put my own. All line. right. So Volkov is the the odd man out here. Is um, us, yeah. is he now? He ever since he scored that goal, he's had a little pep in his step. But are you guys? Um, is he trade bait for you guys? I'm done the Volkov experiment. Oh, I don't. Here's the thing. You're just going to hear me sound like a broken record. We have too much talent right now. So it's not that I don't like the kid. He literally is just the odd man out right now. So uh, he's depth. You can't really like, oh, I don't want to trade depth right now in a season where you have no idea what's going on and you're carrying a taxi squad. But the short answer is yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess, again, it kind of depends on the injury situation towards the end of the season, I guess. Or you got to kind of probably look at Volkov as trade bait in, what, next month. Yeah. So you're going to see well, how it depends far what happens with Sorelli. is. Yeah, Sorelli. I think Sorelli is the big thing and how ABB plays are two of the big factors there. True. You know, we've seen and Jamel, Smith. I think, already cement. Well, I think he's already played well enough that he's going to be coming back up and down, you know, already. So... But when you, you got knocked off there for a little bit, we were talking, someone had asked about um, Johnson, whether we keep him or try to trade him. That trade deadline's coming up soon. So they already he already tried said, to trade him. Right. That's what we said. There he ain't going swear. He's not uh, going anywhere right now. He's going to Seattle next season. There, that's all there is to it. Um, and, I'm, and I, I know he'll go to Seattle for free, though. I think we're going to oh, have no. to make a trade to no, make no, that no. happen. No, 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 no. It's just going to be the Garrison situation. They're going to yeah. they're going to clear cap space for us, but we're going to have to give them something for it. It's going to be TJ and something for sure. But um, yeah, I don't I I don't see the Lightning really having a lot of moves to make or to look at. It's it's really just hopefully being able to get into a rhythm and not have these games get rescheduled on them. If they can get through this and start playing regular hockey, playing three games a week, four games a week, doing what they're supposed to, I think this team will be fine. I you think know, that's we their have biggest to go, problem. We have to go after as a goalie. And you think so? We, we have to because we don't have one that will be unprotected in the draft because this is McElhaney's last year. Hmm. So... We have to pick up some kind of goalie that has played in the NHL this year in order to have him available for the draft because you have to expose one goalie. Uh, 
That's what we were saying. So just just someone to dangle right. there, right? It's gonna be so we hey, don't expose McElhenney. Yeah. That's well, we we won't have him on contract unless they re-sign him. He won't right. be on contract, so he wouldn't be able to oh, be exposed. That's what yeah. Man, I don't even know if you want you would want. I mean, if that, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's up for debate. Like, do we even need a backup? Like, and just put just put Vassy in there, even if he's seventy percent, right? Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. No, but but really, that's a good point. That is a good point. Uh, we have to. Then that's what I said earlier. You're going to start seeing teams setting up now for the draft. Uh, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but we're going to have to. Teams are going to have to do that because they're not going to be able to sign people yeah. in the off season to be able to say, "Here, these are the ones exposed for the draft." And maybe yes, that's yes. something we should dig deeper in next show is what the Lightning's going to have to expose for the upcoming draft. I'm not ready to go there yet. Let's let's win the yeah. Stanley Cup first. <laughs> yeah, I, I would rather let the season go go through, you know, at least a regular season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, it, it you're going to protect your big guys. You know, you're going to try and have to clear some cap space, so you're going to have to move – one or two guys here that you feel don't have super friendly contracts. Um, and again, I, I don't think anybody here has a, a bad contract, right? I think there's some that maybe are like a little bit player friendly, more player friendly, but I don't think there's a bad contract on this roster. It just so happens that cap space is what it is. And these guys have, uh, have kind of earned their, what they've gotten here. So, uh, but that's to be said, if these guys are ready to come up, we're seeing it in the chat here. Guys on the solar, uh, Spark, Sanders, Nilsson. Uh, there, there's players here that they're talking about that have, you know, Anders Nilsson. I don't here. think will play another game. Um, yeah. plus, in order for them to be exposed in next year's Jack, they have to be on the starting lineup so many games this year, whether as a backup or in to play a game. And, Nelson definitely won't even see a game this year. One other thing is uh, Hetty did become fifth in points history for the Lightning today behind St. Louis, LeCavier, Stammer, Cooch, and then it was Hetty. Yeah, wow. And he just keeps getting better. He's got 490, but think of this. Uh, St. Louis has the most at 953 points. You got Stammer at 849. He's healthy for the rest of this season and all of next season. He could potentially pass him yeah, next will. season. And then yeah. you got Hedman, who's Cooch at 547, um, and then Hedman at 490. A couple more years for those those guys, um, yeah. and we could be seeing one, two, and three from all this on all-time lightning leader list um, from this team right here. Yeah, which again is kind of you know, I ran in, ran into a couple of Lightning fans uh, over the last week, and I just had this this thought, kind of getting wrapped up in Champa Bay, right? The whole spirit of Champa Bay and thinking about delusions of grandeur, if you will, you know, as a fan, just a pure fan. They're now talking about Brady restructuring to be here for at least two more years. He said mm-hmm. now he wants to play till he's forty-five, right? And if they're able to re-sign a couple of these guys, it's ten ranks, uh, right? 
right? So you're talking about there's a chance, that, I think, a legitimate chance the Bucks could go three in a row. Yeah. When the, the Lightning, I think, with what we've seen as fans since 15, and almost back since 2011, we started seeing shades of what this team is now, right? But really since that 15 season, I think that it's almost oh they didn't quite achieve their full potential if they don't go three in a row right now. Starting with last year's cup, then to win this cup. Cause that's like the bubble cup last year, right? And then this year would be like the COVID cup. And then next year, hopefully we get back to a regular full season and then they could win three and like to me almost. Like I'm not saying that like this is a failure or anything else like that, like a lot of other fans might, but to me, to see the full culmination of the potential of the talent we've seen accumulated on this team for the last six or seven years, um, really the last decade, if you will, three in a row, I think, is the only thing that really cements the legacy and really reaches that potential. I mean, this team will always, I think, will always be a dynasty team. They should have three, four, five cups already. Right, right. No doubt about that. But this lightning team will be a lightning team that kids down the road will be comparing further. They're not going to, you know, St. Louis and the Le Caviers and the Hobby Bullens are going to be the forgotten ones. And then yep. you're, you're going to have the Vasilevsky, the Stamkos, the Kucherov, the Headman. And that's going to be a, what the future lightning players are going to be compared to. And I don't even think it's the na- next class that we're seeing right now. I don't think these young guns, the Beret Boulay, the Josephs, the Volkovs, I don't even think it's them that's going to be compared to these. It's going to be the ones that are still playing down in high school right now. They're right, eventually right. going to be the new ones compared to who's going to be the new Stamkos. You know, we, we talked about Point maybe being the captain one day or something like that. but he's not going to be a Stamkos. There's well, going, they will have another Steven Stamkos, just like we, you know, there was no Vinny LeCavier, right, you know, right. until Stammer came along and then Stamkos made a name for himself. There is going to be somebody that's going to be another Stamkos one day. Well, just think about this, too. I think about, like, with Hetty, potentially... Knocking on wood here. He could have a, a Chara type of career. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, we were talking about maybe some of the, you know, other injuries he's had that are not maybe body-related. But, like, if he if he can keep, keep it up where he's at now for the last three or four seasons and be injury-free, you could see him playing 15, 16 years. And if, if, if he doesn't play every single one of those seasons in a lightning sweater, I would be... I'd start eating my own socks or whatever you want to, you know, <laughs> that guy, that guy is going to play every single game in the NHL with a lightning bolt on his sweater. So, yeah, I mean that, right. That alone, now that he's fifth, unless we do him dirty, like one. Austin did to church, or like we did to Boyle. Right. Or Although so, Boyle got overpaid after he left us. So I will say Le that. Cavier, Boyle yeah, got yeah. Overpaid. We did like Cavier yeah. dirty. Well, we overpaid him. We actually didn't do him dirty. We overpaid him, and yeah. then they got to the point where, like, oh, we can't restructure him, so he had to go. That that wasn't really like that was just a that, that was an oversight. 
and a contract. Like, hey, we did. You deserve to get paid. We're gonna pay the shit out of you. Oh, we didn't think about if we'd be <laughs> able to pay boss. you seven years from now, or yeah. it'd be worth it seven years from now. You know, so that that's what that. But I think Hetty absolutely could be here. You know, fifteen plus years and play every single season for his career here and be number one scorer for this team when he goes. You know what I mean? Because he's that kind of player. And I think if you're going to talk about who the best player in the history of this franchise is going to be, I think 77 is going to be at the very top of that conversation 20 years from now. Well, I don't know. We saw ABB make his debut tonight. and uh... We'll say about number 60, huh? Which, wait, I'm going to say that too. What a weird number. First time right? ever. Isn't that First time ever. For the well, Lightning or the NHL? For the Lightning. No, Nobody's no. ever worn a number sixty in yeah, a Tampa Bay Lightning uniform. Yeah, but what know. did he? What did he wear in Syracuse? Because you know we've seen like guys like Yanni Gord start with number sixty-five and change to thirty-seven, and you know I think a lot of times right. when they bring up these guys, they don't get to choose like what number they want, so they end up in the sixties. Uh, even uh, Kucherov, Kucherov Still wore it wore a different number to start his yeah. career. I believe yep. he was in the 60s. Well, I, I can tell you he will not wear his crunch number. What is it? <laughs> 91? from the Rafters, 26. No, 26. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Sorry, sir. <laughs> we'll not be wearing that. No, there'll be none of that. Um, that's funny. I wonder if he's still the house a- that Marty built. St. Louis fan as a, a French Canadian, a little was. smaller oh, side. I, I guarantee it. He was. I guarantee it. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Well, He's in the right spot. See, but and well, see, and that's one thing though too. You can say you can say that they're these guys are going to be the ones that are going to be compared to, but I believe this is going to be the type of storied hockey franchise that you're never going to forget. Twenty six. Yeah. You're never going to forget seven. You're never going to forget the guys that built the foundation of this franchise. You know what I mean? If those guys didn't come in here and win that cup and set uh, a standard for work ethic and how to be in the community and how to be in the locker room, then I don't think this franchise would be even that desirable for Mr. Vinnett. I was to come say, I don't by. know if it would have survived. I think it could have been like another Arizona or something. Absolutely. Had, had we not won a cup, but then you looked at, I mean, it could be another sunrise, you know, 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. yeah had exactly. we not won a Stanley cup somewhere because back in the day it was, but even after the Stanley Cup, up until Mr. Vinnick bought it and really turned it into this legacy that we have now, there was that couple of years there that you, they couldn't give away a ticket still. No, but what, and I agree. But what I'm saying though is you still had Vinny and Marty here that had that integrity. Right. They were still the guys in the locker room, they were still out in the community. They were still setting the standard for what it was to be a Tampa Bay Lightning. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a member of this for, uh, franchise, regardless of who the ownership was. It didn't matter. Those guys were coming to play and they were going to, they knew what it was to be a champion and they knew what this team, this town and this, this fan base deserved. And if they weren't here to hold that torch and carry that torch through the freaking clown, a dog and pony show era days, then we wouldn't be the franchise we were. Cause Mr. Vinnick wouldn't have bought this franchise if he didn't have uh, already, you know, Steven Stamkos or Vinny like that, like cause Steven Stamkos wouldn't be Steven Stamkos if he didn't have, Vinny and Marty to play with. You know mm. what I mean? Specifically Marty. You know yeah. what I mean? If he didn't have Marty, who would Stammer be today? Well, so he was a number two, you know. number one draft pick. No, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> I, I'm not saying Stammer was not Stammer without Marty. I'm just saying 
the class, the poise, what he what it means to play for this franchise and in this town, he learned from that. And that, you know, that's that's what I think is important and that you're seeing from these guys that are currently on this roster. They've carried on that tradition. Yeah. So, so let's um let's look ahead. I, I see this comment from Ricardo here, the Panarin story. Um, I have not. I don't have all the details on it, but I guess he's kind of stepping away for a little bit because he spoke of out against, story. He spoke out against Putin and about Russia, and then all of a sudden now he's being accused from somebody that is very pro-Russian government, um, an ex-NHL, KHL player um, of hitting a girl back when he was 18 years old. Um, but this guy is the only person that's claimed that no girl has came forward of it and nothing else. And it just so happened to be right after um, he spoke up against Putin. And yeah. from from what I can gather, a lot of this is him trying to protect his family. Um, and by the Rangers' response, it seems like they are trying to help him. Like, I think he feels like his family's in danger that still live over there in russia mm. so it's very political move um yeah we didn't touch on it too much in thunderbolts uh, we've been watching it all day because i've been trying to follow it in twitter and you have to translate from russia and everything else but um it looks like it's very political driven and this is more him trying to Apparently, there's a hit on him or his family. There's believed to be a hit on him or his family now. So, but the Rangers are sticking behind him and came out and said that is 100% political driven. Well, that's good. Yeah, I think I got the Rangers. Part, I mean, that's a bad. It's a bad time for him. You know what I mean? Well, you know, and usually NHL teams will not get involved. You know, they're not going to do political anything. But here's the statement for the Rangers. Um, Antonin vehemently and unequivocally denies any and all allegations in this fabricated story. This is clearly an intimidation tactic being used against him for being outspoken on recent political events. Um, Panarin is obviously shaken and concerned and will take some time away from the team. The Rangers fully support him and will work with him to identify the source of these unfounded allegations. Get your shit out of Russia. Yeah. Don't come right, back. Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, somebody news, needs man. to send a memo to uh, Cooch and Vassy to uh, just, right? you know, don't talk about the yeah, uh, Russian Chef. government. Yeah. Yeah. And Sergey Chef, too. Sergey the, the most likely one to probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely Sergey Chef for sure. <laughs> Although it seems like he loves Russia. It seems I was like going to say, he goes back to the motherland yeah. the most, and his girlfriend's still there. So. And you were right, man. His English is really good. Like his mm-hmm. his English is is really solid. You never you don't see uh, Cooch getting many of those interviews. I think because of that reason. But same as Vassy. Vassy wouldn't give interviews for his first two seasons because he knew very little English. Um, so he well, didn't like them interviewing him. But I still like, wonder how much Cooch of it is just being diversion, like a diversion of like he speaks better English than he lets them anybody know because he doesn't <laughs> want to talk to people. You know, he's very antisocial, very yeah, he's right, very yeah. un- uncomfortable on those things. That's yeah, why he a lot probably of speaks are more like, English in the locker room than he does in interviews. You know what I mean? That's why a lot of people are like, uh, he deserves the C of Stamaret. 
he I don't think he wants it. I don't think he he wants that pressure on him. He doesn't want the attention on him. Mm-hmm. He is not yeah. one of the, that's why he'll never become a ranger or one of those big city teams because he doesn't want mm-hmm. all that publicity. Well, plus Jeff Vinnick's the best guy he knows. So I think he's the greatest guy in America. <laughs> oh, Sergeant Jeff's girlfriend's back, apparently. Serena stalks oh, him. Stalks him. Oh boy. Wow. All right. Well, um, let's uh by the way, I would have pulled up the uh Rangers uh response on Twitter, but I am uh totally trumped on Twitter. I am suspended. Indefinitely. Oh, what? <laughs> indefinitely. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. For me what? and my maybe a thousand followers, uh, copyright infringement for using songs and memes, which uh, nobody ever does that. So, wow. you know, glad, glad they get the big guys like me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ridiculous. I don't, I don't even know how to get my account back. So that's crazy. Uh, don't go to where is it? Don't don't go to this. Actually, you can go to this on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Fuck Twitter. Fuck Twitter. <laughs> I've been Dude, saying that for years. Point two. <laughs> yeah, I like that, to. I've been saying that for years. I like to um, tweet while I'm watching the games, though. So if you if I know some of these people like Connor and some folks follow me on on Twitter, maybe we're looking for some tweets during the game and uh no no tweets no more no moss <laughs> and cut off um anyway yeah don't don't use that. what i learned was universal owns every fucking song there is <laughs> that's so, true <laughs> yeah, you know that yeah, yeah. and um, they call it universal and they will take you out for using even uh the most more than three notes he was so, using mamba number five it's, it's literally yeah. anything more than three notes they consider uh, a, a measure of a song that you have now copyright infringed on. Yeah, I've been trying to use our own uh, in-house music on any videos that we do, but sometimes you gotta you gotta use the right song. So yeah. I, I'm yeah. I'm sure I would have got the thumbs up from the uh, creator if I asked him the proper way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how Tom Brady has all these songs in his. Uh, Twitter accounts and um, uh, he never gets banned. Uh, what do you mean you don't know? Wait, he, are you saying Tom Brady's Tom a little Brady. higher on the chain than me? I mean, I just spent my entire day rewatching the Super Bowl and then watching YouTube videos of him making people eat shit for the last eight years. So yeah, where's, yeah, pretty much yes. I'm saying that. Where's, if, where's you the were, band, if you were to kiss your kid like he does his, yeah, they would right. be sw- they would be swarming your house. But for Brady, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's um let's look ahead. Uh, allegedly, we will be talking about four games next Monday. We That's we also hope. thought that last week. That's We've got so. the Hurricanes again back to back. We're gonna see our our backup goalie in one of these games. I am sure. So. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see these two teams as now they've kind of felt each other out a little bit. Can the lightning continue? Like I thought they, they were the better team tonight, but the Canes, like when the Canes turn it on, on offense, like they, they turn it on, like they are ready to score goals. So we'll see if the lightning can kind of, um, and a hold five o'clock start time yeah. on Wednesday, five o'clock start time. Um, then you got seven o'clock on Thursday night. So plenty of hockey this week and then we might play the stars maybe i'm not i'm not saying it's definitely going to happen because we know that the stars are afraid to play us but those are uh by the way all these are home games so we've got four straight here in tampa which must be nice for the players not to go anywhere uh of course we will not be there uh 
they will have that limited capacity of about 500 friends and family, I think for now. So, um, but yeah, at least the guys are home. Um, uh, I wish this, this site had where they're broadcasting these games. Cause I'm sure Fox. at least one of them, are they all on Fox? All on Fox. They announced it tonight. All of them will be on Fox. Oh, I thought, we'd, I thought we'd have one on, on NBC, but, <laughs> um, you know, Stanley cup defending uh, champs. Why, why would we, why would you? Why no, we've got plenty. Have? We got plenty of games on NBC. All two of them. <laughs> no, we've had we've had a bunch already. No, I, so I that's the schedule. We will be back next Monday night. It will be March next Monday. So we will talk about hopefully four lightning games and hopefully four lightning wins. I know there was a lot of panic with the standings going down the way they were. We dropped to fourth in the standings real quick there. But um, you know what? This division's a little bit more competitive than we thought. We've got five teams over 500. Um, and I think it comes down to what we talked about last week. Like the benchmark for the Lightning is not losing back-to-back games. And I think we did that for the first time this season during this week. So mm-hmm. it was so important to get that win tonight, not drop three straight, um, get some confidence that we can score against the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> Uh, and you know, two more games to see if we can do it a couple more times. What are you guys going to be looking for in these upcoming games this week? Fisticuffs. Yeah, I think Carolina's it's be- not much of a fighter, though. Uh, it's going to happen. It was getting a little bit chippy there towards the end of the third period tonight. It did. Uh, and you're talking about four games in a row. Uh, and whether Carolina likes to fight or not, uh, the Bolts kind of do. But the Bolts kind of like they got a few guys that like to drop the gloves here and there, and uh, and I feel like the Lightning once they get into if they can play all four of these games, I I definitely see uh, see something happening here, and maybe even some carryover for, in the Dallas, even though it's the first two meetings. Uh, maybe you know something from the playoffs uh, or from the the finals, something from not even being able to play yet. I just I see and some rough stuff game. coming. Yeah, I see some rough stuff. Some rough stuff, and that, and that's to me, I think, what helps lead them to that, that swag that they need to get back to, that swagger and belief that nobody on the planet can play with them. Because when they have that mentality, nobody on the planet can play with them. Because after these four, we start getting into, on paper, easy. But what I what I like about these two hurricane games back to back, most likely we're going to see that third string goalie again. Blanked us the other night. So I'm going to look for the Lightning, really looking for redemption against him because um, they made they made us look horrible. So, Well, the Lightning kind of made themselves look horrible yeah. in that game. I know you guys didn't get to watch it as much because you were doing other stuff, but I watched pretty much the whole game and was was miserable. But it was the Lightning turnovers that, that did him in on most of those goals. And uh, the goal scoring just hasn't been as easy to come uh with playing against the hurricanes so i'd give them some credit defensively for that but i expect at one point this week i don't know if it'll be against the canes or the stars but i expect the floodgates to open and we see another five six seven goal game uh in this uh four game streak here Uh, i'm looking at for abb to get on the score sheet pretty early too i'm looking for him to get his goal you know they keep him up and and he gets some time on the ice i could see him well, they're gonna be putting goal. Ross Colton in here sometime too. He's gonna. Uh, Cooper's already said he's getting him a game, um, at least that they didn't come to the taxi squad to sit. 
Yeah, get them in there. Yeah, so I, I, I'm imagining Wednesday, Thursday, they'll they'll shake things up between those two games and let some get some fresh legs in there, mm-hmm. some fresh gold goaltendies. I wonder uh, if Fassi will get the Wednesday go and get a little rest for Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I think that would be the best way to go about it. But at the same time, though, it is a little bit. It does. It's, it's an early as, game. I I would play McElhenney the first game. Yeah, because it's not it's it's not an easy decision. The big cat's all about his routine. So with it being an early game, that's tough. And they they haven't been playing as much the last couple of weeks. So getting him in a rhythm might be more important of, than giving him days off in a row. You know what I mean? So maybe. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, though. then you get him, if you play him that Thursday game, you go back to the every other day rotation. Because then after that Stars and Lightning game, we don't have another one for four days, um, Monday to Thursday. So I think maybe you – and they would have no morning skate on that 5 p.m. day. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, last 5 o'clock game was against – that was the ass whooping of the um, Red Wings. Yeah. Played them at five o'clock and just destroyed, destroyed them. them. That was a full clinic. But hey, Carolina Hurricanes are not, not the, the Red, Red, Red Wings. Unfortunately, no, they <laughs> they're good. They're a fun team to watch. I actually went there for a game about this time last year before the world shut down. And uh, if you saw their, I think, I think it's Storm Brew or Storm Surge or whatever they have. Storm on the Surge. Ice. Mm-hmm. That so this is what the lightning should do. I know somebody that works for lightning listens to this show, but they sell that beer. It's it's locally produced by a brewery nearby. Uh hello, Cigar City, or you know, the 50 Rock breweries Brothers. within within like X miles of the stadium. They sell that beer for five bucks at the stadium. Yeah. Like it's their exclusive, like cheap beer. And it's Rock like, Brothers. come on, why, why can't we get that? Well, yeah. I, I think the lightning are pretty tied in with. Our, our guys over at Cigar City. So no, no, um, no. It's the uh, guys that um, Big Storm. They did away Big with Storm. Them. Big they Storm. Did away with they them. did that one beer too. But Cigar City's like right there at the stadium. Now, yeah, so. Cigar. Oh yeah, that's right. They're in there. Yeah, that's right. But you can get them for five dollars in Cigar City, the restaurant before the game. They're just not but, the big ones. Yeah. Man, yeah. and that's the one thing, man. I, that's one thing I miss more than anything here just to, to wrap up the show a little bit of nostalgia is back when shots was there and in intermission oh, yeah. you could go down to shots and get drinks and hang out at the bar during intermission or like you could buy a ticket and go watch the game in the bar and then go up to your seat and then go like i miss that experience and that's the well, one thing i think that they're they missing the, they had the smoking section and right. they had the corona bar open down yeah, there exactly. and people go, would yep. be surrounded now you look at it and it, they've done away with that smoking section. And, and no one hangs out the pros anymore. Nobody hangs out there anymore. Yep. And it used to be the Heineken deck. If you were in the 300s, yep. you would go to the 200s and go to the Heineken deck. I mean, and even the beer garden isn't as busy as it used to be. Nope. Yeah. But yeah, I miss specifically, though, I, I miss shots and having that ability to go down there. And uh, um, yeah, or even like tonight, we were at the. Um, at the at the at the bar and they had their uh you know jack willie's red 
and it was freaking Killian's, but they, it was their, <laughs> their red and they sell it for like five bucks. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, there's a Yingling. How is Yingling not only like the cheapest beer, at least, you know, I mean, it's probably one of my least favorite beers these days, but at least Yingling should be super cheap. Right. I don't know. Anyway, give us something, something for less than yeah, 12 bucks. Although, you know what? At this Molson. point, like, just, just let us in. <laughs> and then we'll figure out the beer situation. Yeah. <laughs> Bring in your own. I, I've been doing that for years. Don't get me yeah. started. I don't want to give away my secrets. Yeah, I don't want to give away my secrets. Save it for the after know. show. We, right. we have to uh, do an after show uh, one of these days one again. These days one, up, yeah. All right. Well, they're still um, recharged again right now on Sun Sports. Oh nice. yes. Yeah. Well, right. the bolts so we'll, are flying uh, in at twelve forty tonight. Anybody that wants to go down to Shelter and welcome them home. Oh man. Yeah, I'm kind of tempted now. I know now that I know you're going down there. I'm kind of tempted. It's such a Join long drive for me. Join these fellas at the end of Clearwater, right? No, it's uh, Tampa over by oh, International. Yeah, over this uh, shot air there in Tampa. Yeah, okay. That's I mean, it's literally five minutes that they drive through there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we just go and say hi, <laughs> and they honk. But like yeah. Sergachev stopped last time. I mean, he couldn't stop and talk to us, but he stopped and rolled his window down and was like, oh my gosh, people. I haven't seen people in forever. And yeah, he's like, yeah. thank you guys for coming. And we're like, no problem. And then uh, Nigel Kerwin stopped. And he's like, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, supporting you guys. He's like, thank you guys and coupon and everything. But, you know, they got to make sure the coop used to hang out the window and give people five and stuff like that. But now with this COVID protocol and stuff, that they deer getting in trouble. Yeah. Especially with you guys trying to take his job here. (laughs) What do you guys think about those outdoor games, like Tahoe games? Again. Oh, you didn't get to see them. Yeah, that's camping. They, they the look first, so awesome. First I, one got delayed. We finally had a winner nine yeah. hours later. I was that. down with that. I was I was cool with that. I was like, sweet, like, I, I don't get know. some midnight hockey. Yeah, I don't I know, know why they didn't do that to begin with. Like to me, that just makes sense. Like, you know, I don't I don't know. And then just rebroadcast it first thing in the morning or whatever, you know. Like I I worked I think at that it until eleven thirty cool. that night. So I walked in the door right nice. at midnight and it's restarting. I was like Whoa, it's the first yeah. game I've actually been able to watch in over a, since I was down in Sunrise because wow. I'd worked every day since I came back from Sunrise. Yeah, the the backdrop in Lake Tahoe to those games were just amazing. But I can't I can't like any of these outdoor games until they give my team a chance to play in one. Like I get it, I get it this year, right? It's it right. was only those teams and they, they were, were right there regionally. But they weren't though. Philly and freaking Boston. No, that's, true. that's true. That's true. That's not really only true. four teams have not played. I think it was listed. Four teams yeah. have never played in one of them. That's yeah. crazy that the Lightning are four or six. Teams. But we were, we were in that group with very and few other teams. I, like I understand not hosting one. And here's the thing: is like, are they like trying to give us so much credit as a franchise that they only want us to try and host one? Because that to me just no, that's just silly. stupid. Right. <laughs> like, just let like, us play let Philly. Let us, let us play in, in Fenway and or go play Boston. Boston. Yeah. Well, there was there was talk that we were going to be given one of these ones, right? But then with the travel or something, they ended up not giving it to Tampa. 
which I don't know why they didn't just do a Tampa Dallas game there. I don't I, see how you can have a. I still don't understand how you pull off a game here, <laughs> and, unless it's at midnight and for some somehow you have a, you know, cold front during that pre-scheduled date, <laughs> which will prove yeah. that the government controls the weather or Bill Gates or Jeff. Or, yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah, definitely uh, McDill. McDill has a weather machine. I still twenty-six of thirty-one teams have played outdoors. Arizona, Carolina, Florida, Bolts, and Columbus are the only ones who have not. That's ridiculous. I mean, uh, uh, the rest of those teams, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Columbus. Columbus makes sense. It all makes sense until you brought up the Lightning. Um, yeah, that's why whenever, like, remember with the beginning of the season, we did like a um, underrated, overrated, and everyone was pretty high on those outdoor games. I, I freaking hate those outdoor games. I love to, I like, tune into you. them for a minute, but – I just get mad. Like, how come I don't see Steven Stamkos's face uh, on my TV right now or had been like, we have the star power to be in one of these and it's ridiculous yeah. that we can't even just get the invite. It doesn't have to be here. That doesn't even make sense for it to be here. Yeah, no, but like, it doesn't. We, it doesn't. You know, but they're overrated anyway. It's like I said, because the way that they always do it too is that you don't have the on ice experience as a fan and you don't have that as a player. And so like, for players, like we talked about, it's probably cool because it gives them the feel of like the old school growing up, playing outside, and like, you know what I mean? The nostalgia feel to it. But I still think the way they do that is that they just need to build old school, like a whole old school outdoor arena and make it a much more intimate process instead of putting it in a place where the fans are like far away. And, and I know they do some kind of things more. The more they do it, the more they get it better. But like, yeah, they're just overrated anyway. Especially until we plan one. That's Nathan what I McKenna, said. Who they interviewed after the Colorado one. And the, the players do. They love these out. They, they love these stadium games. Yeah. I, well, depending he, outside, I get. Yeah. He's And his comment was, just wish you could see more of the backdrop this late at night. Yeah. I mean, he, he was absolutely loving playing there and like, lake tahoe yeah and you know it was it was pretty cool to kind of see how the first period of last night's game was kind of during the sunset so like boston was at a huge disadvantage because the light must have been shining right at rask's face and where they were shooting at was also where that sun was going down um didn't really stop them too much <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh it was interesting to see that and i said exactly what you said serena with that saturday game I was like, Vegas is, is going to get an outdoor game before the Lightning are. That's, that's cool. That's so disrespectful. So disrespectful. But, you know, we haven't been doing this for how how long have we had a team here? It's our, it's our, yeah. You know, it's only our 10th season. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. not. Come on, NHL. Get, get your shit Seattle, together. Seattle will have one next year. Right? For the opening <laughs> season. Their first game is going to be a stadium. stadium outside. Yes. yes. Yeah. Downtown Seattle. Yep. Yep. The opening game is going to be a stadium and series game. And they'll play against Columbus. <laughs> in the, right? <laughs> in, 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 in the Seahawks arena with the 12th man. Or the Panthers play there. <laughs> right? They'll play the Panthers. Yeah. 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 Oh, if the Panthers get an outdoor game before lighting, I'm fighting someone. <laughs> I will walk into NHL headquarters all buffed up. We're getting banned from Twitter. She's just going to yeah. get locked up. Not only will I be banned from Twitter, I will be banned from the NHL corporate offices. <laughs> all right. Um, 
Final comments. I got to go uh, put this podcast on the interwebs. By the way, we do post this and do people do listen to it Not the day Twitter. after or whenever I post it. Well, they won't know about it on Twitter Not anymore. anymore. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they go find it anyway on the old podcasting feed. So check your whatever phone you're on, your Apple podcast, whatever, whatever you can find a podcast on. You'll find We the Thunder. So, um, I have no final comments. I'm glad the Lightning won tonight and uh, scored some goals against Carolina. And I'm kind of excited to see him play him two more times because tonight definitely felt kind of like a playoff game to me. It was yeah. a pretty intense game. Two solid playoff teams. So uh, I'm ready to see him again two more times. And I want to see the Lightning kind of get back on track here. Yeah, me too. I'm ex- it's, and I think that's good for a team that seems to have not been able to get into a good rhythm because of reschedules and, uh, you know, extenuating circumstances. So to see the same team four games in a row like this, I think that gives them a chance to do just that, kind of get their skates underneath them, know exactly who they're playing four games in a row, and uh, hopefully, like you said, build some momentum and uh, open up that floodgate here in this next four-game run. I think this is going to be in a playoff matchup, so I, I like the four games in a row. It's just like a series right now. So let's see who's going to take this four-game series um, and see what happens. And then let's get it. Let's roll into March because we got a lot of Chicago games and Detroit games. When the shutdown. Yeah. Let's just put Dallas didn't really have any business being on the ice with this last season. (laughs) That's the way I felt. So let's do it. Well, Let's let's prove it. All right. Well, until uh, next Monday, this has been We the Thunder. Don't forget to be the thunder. thunder. Oh, wrong one.